Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Breton Cliffs Flea Circus. I'm Admiral Musquay. Hello, Admiral. Hello. How are you doing? It's all right. And I must I'm... stress, it's not a rank. It's just my first name. All right. Okay. That's fair enough. And I'm Fred Housko. Okay. That's a, an amazing name. I'm a big fan of Fred Housko. Um, yes. There you so, go. Brett, this is at least the second time we've tried Fred. to record this. Sorry, Fred. This is at least the second time we've tried to record this. We got mm-hmm. interrupted by we did indeed my child by... being ill. So yes, it happens. Hopefully, it's all right today. Hopefully, she's better. Um, because I hope so. I can't be bothered to try and do this again, mainly. Ever? <laughs> no, nah, I can't either. It's, it's this, or it's it's never again, isn't yeah, it, Cliff? Definitely. Um. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I want to talk to you about the beer I was about to introduce you to the other day. Uh huh. I'm drinking Baltas. Baltas by Sviteris. Right. It sounds like a disease, or, doesn't it? Does it a, taste like a disease or a sex target? <laughs> a sex target. It could be a sex target. Um, a sexual target. Mm-hmm. That sounds sinister. Um, that's not what I meant. Um, it does sound sinister. It's but lady. I mean, we could all be a victim of a, a sex targeter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Couldn't could. we? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's Lithuanian beer. It is mm-hmm. a pint that explains it then. And it's five percent. <laughs> um mm-hmm. I have found out that if I have more than one of these cans, I get extremely slow. Oh, is that why you were slow walking to the shops? I so thought it was slow? because of your intake of magic mushrooms or that picture that you put on. <laughs> no, the mushrooms. You had, a, you had a drink and you were you were given mushrooms with a drink. Mm-hmm. Poking out the top. Just just normal mushrooms. It was a cocktail. It that, had a layer even... of red wine and mushrooms poking out the top. That's stupid, that, isn't it? What's <laughs> going on there? It's quite nice. Jesus. But yeah, I've been very slow. And I put okay. it down to this beer. I had three cans yesterday. I was just, I didn't feel drunk, but I just couldn't do anything. <laughs> do you not think it's just age has finally caught up with you, Cliff? Do you not think that's where it is? I think it's possible. I need an experiment without the beer then and see if I'm still slow. Well, I guess so. But it, yeah, I, I would imagine that you, you're just slow. Anyway, you're just slow what now. Up to? What have you been up to? 
Tell us. I was th- I was telling you about Liverpool, wasn't I? Yes, so I you've been to Liverpool for your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yes. It was it was good. It was we did all the Beatles stuff and that. And we're sitting on the magical mystery tour with the tour of Liverpool. Where you go to all the Beatles houses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Very good. And we're just about getting to the cabin. And I, I just had a little look out the window. There was a young scallywag making the wanker sign out. Are you? Love, young Liverpool, Liverpoolian scallywag. Oh, so, a yeah. A hoodlum, yeah. A hoodlum. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he's happy with himself. Do you know what I mean? It was it directed at you particularly or just... Well, I, I would imagine it was... It was at, at the whole bus, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. To be honest, the egg's on his face because he's probably going to end up working in the leisure and tourism industry when he's older. So they. <laughs> and probably he had think. a wank when he got home himself. So <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. And when we got back to the hotel, a good thing about being away, doesn't matter where you are, is watching the telly, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's a good a thing. A different telly. Um, a different telly. And we had Mastermind on. And it's got a, a new uh, presenter, Clive Myrie, who's okay, a, a yes. TV. He's, he reads the news and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, see what you think of the way that he confirms the right answer to the question. Are you got right? it recorded? He, he's, he does it twice. Oh, you're putting the telly. five foot tall space needle built for the 1962 World's Fair is a feature of the skyline of which West Coast American city? Seattle. Yes. What surname was used by the Bronte sisters when they chose male pseudonyms for the original publication of their works? Bell. Yes. Which American? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you find, do you think yes. he's dismissive? No, I don't. I, he's, he's quite happy that they've got the right answer. Yes. <laughs> I would have that as like you're dismissive, like, yes, well, of course, you should have gotten that right. <laughs> no point. Is that no, the way that you really? I think yes. I, you don't really deserve a point for it, even. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be my interpretation of that. It could be anyway. right, could be right. There you go. That's that's Clive Myrie. Do I you. sound the same, Brett, on the microphones? Uh, I would say so. Yes, you sound like you do in the general open air. I've had a uh, Okay, I've had a different uh, approach to the wiring today. So, <laughs> well, you've wired things up differently. I have, you? yes, because I had a, an issue with the sound, and I don't know uh-huh. if it's resolved yet. So, um, yeah, sound all uh, right to me. Okay, have you managed to give yourself an electric shock by doing that? No. When what was the when was the last time you were electrocuted, Cliff? About a year ago, maybe about. Oh a year yes, and a half. at work. At work. That's, that's that's what's made it you was, slow. It was really big. It was a big, big one. <laughs> it was a big shock. I remember you saying actually, and, no, like no, actually no. moved. My old body moved, <laughs> moved back. Yeah, yeah, that was. I'm very oh, wary. Yeah. Of, very wary of plugs now. After that, oh, yeah. that was quite scary. Um, he has yeah. a, He has an interesting question. Are the plugs the same in Dubai as they are in England, Cliff? Or them daft ones? No, yeah, they're the same. No, not like because the American ones are different, aren't they? The same three three points. Mm-hmm. Three prong. Three prong plug. Well, there you go. You should be safe. Got a couple should of be uh, safe. records by them and my mum's loft, I think. Three prong. <laughs> three, three prong, prong heart attack. Third <laughs> <laughs> of them. Yeah, good, Brett, I, I watched uh, The Batman yesterday. Yeah, what did you think of The Batman? I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Was that? He's like, very. 
He's very moody in that, isn't he? And he like he appears oh, from the like, shadows. Oh, I've got, to do the, got to do the Batman stuff with that again. Yeah, fucking idiot. Big I boots. Can't be asked for this. <laughs> got really big boots, hasn't he? You know what I liked about it? That it, looked, it looked quite low budget, like the moves and that. The moves. <laughs> the like special, the fight moves. The special moves, yeah. Uh huh. I, I think the start of it. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but. The start of it's probably the best bit with the there's like a someone comes out the shadows right at the start and it's mm-hmm. quite scary, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it I thought it was I, all right. I think there's definitely a bit more horror elements in this than there has been in previous Batmans, I think. Um with, mm-hmm. the, with the baddies and stuff. Uh yeah. And it's not as much about special effects and like a huge silly like bane yeah. and all of that kind of stuff, is it? Um but I, I and like, the call was good. Yeah, yeah just, like, just look like a hard car, normal yeah, car, but it was, hard. It was it was very loud, mm-hmm. and I like that about it. Right. I thought it was good. I thought he was good in it. I think the direction's good. Like when you're mm-hmm. just doing the same story over and over again, which seems to be just accepted now. Uh, mm-hmm. At least I know it's different strands of Batman books and stuff, but essentially you just start again with a new story every time, don't you? So. I think you've got to approach it differently, and I think Matt Reeves did. Christopher Reeves' yeah. son. Let's hope so. It is. Tell him, tell him to keep away from the horses. Uh, he probably it's is. not his son, is it? He I probably... thought Matt Reeves was English. He is. How's Christopher Reeves American then? He was just born in England. His mum was English. Though. Is it? I don't know about that. But I'll trust you. There you I, go. I, I read it, you. and I trusted what I read. <laughs> in what publication did you read this fact? Just on like a toilet wall and that. <laughs> it said for more. Yeah. It said for more facts. Call this number. number. <laughs> and did, you did, did you? And you didn't get any sex, uh, sex no, breathers down fact, the phone. Facts. <laughs> right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's it. I, That's I, it. I watched a couple of films actually recently. I watched. Um, a western. I say I watched it. I watched an hour of it because it was absolutely atrocious. It's not this stupid it's, Idris Elba one, is it? It's not got Idris Elba in. It's got Benedict Cumberbatch in. Uh, not bothered. It was absolutely <laughs> shocking. It, it was won terrible. an award, didn't it? Jane Campion. Won it was the up best, for Oscars in that. I think the what, director what the won best director. I mean, he's just scouring at the screen all the time. Is Cumberbatch. Right, uh-huh. he's supposed to be some mean rancher guy. The worst thing he does is upset a boy <laughs> in the first hour. What, That's what, all right? he does. What does he do? He, he sets his paper flowers on fire. That's it. That's not much. That's not very mean. I is don't it? like the sound of it. To be honest, I'm not. No, well, don't watch it. It was like pulling teeth. What else? Honestly, then? it was absolutely shit. Um, I've watched quite a few things. What else have I watched? Um, I can't remember now. I've watched that much stuff. I started watching Picard. Which I started very watching. Good, I started watching the first series of it. Um, yeah, it's not very good. Slow in it. <laughs> really yeah, slow. slow and pretty Talking boring as well. Yeah, now it happens. Yeah, it's about like rank international space wrangles, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like the first. It's like the first Star Wars prequel, <laughs> where it's about trade routes. <laughs> He's trying to get his good name uh, uh-huh. out of the mud. Aye. <laughs> So out the mud. <laughs> and he's too old now, isn't he? He can hardly move. I mean, how old's he now? He's, he's kind of age, isn't he? Isn't he, he was so old when Next Generation came out in the early 90s. <laughs> I think he's always just looked old, hasn't he? 
He's, he must have been, been in his forties. What no, he was the, the next generation. He must have been in his forties, I. So now he must be like in his eighties or something. Ninety. Can't or do any like, somewhere like that. Ninety or something. Can't do any backflips. <laughs> Put it that way. You need to, they off. Still, right? I need to do them. <laughs> well, he's the best, isn't he? He's the best <laughs> on the action. We all know that, don't we? Anyway, what we're so, talking yeah, about that? today, right? Anyway, one. What, what we're talking about? We're talking about something that we're, uh, we're going to talk about when you came up, but we're, we're trashed the idea mm-hmm. completely. We'll put it on the back burner. We did burner. the Oasis. Put it on the back burner, yes. So uh, we're talking about the Brett, King of hang Kong. On, hang on. Oh, no. Can you just move it? What now? To, can you just move it to the front hub? Front of the hub. <laughs> You're not supposed to use the front hobs. Why you not? burn your hands. You burn your hands off. Why do they make them then? I don't know. Not supposed they to, according them... to who? Your wife. No, not my wife. Just like me on uh, intuition, I would say. Okay, right. <laughs> don't use the front hobs. Right, all okay? right. Sorry, well. Unless it's, it's well, a big leave it, leave it on the back burner. And it's necessary. Right? But, but turn it up a bit, so... All right, comes let's, to a steady do, let's increase the temperature. <laughs> so yes, it's the it's the King of Kong. That's what we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. which is a documentary about Donkey Kong. A fistful of quarters. A fistful of quarters, exactly. Which you'd need if you want to play on Donkey Kong, wouldn't you? Or a fistful of five pence. It's good, isn't it? We used to have. It is good, yes. So I, I was addicted to watching documentaries a few years ago, and this is one of the ones that I watched. And yeah. uh, I thought it was excellent. 2007 uh, documentary mm-hmm. uh, by Seth Gordon. You know who he is? He's just he's a documentary maker, isn't he? That's that's all I know about him, really. Like he's made other documentaries about New York Dolls and stuff. I think he's made telly as well. Has he? Has he gone on to do and other Phil, stuff? He's the director of Horrible Bosses. Well, that's rubbish, though, isn't it? Horrible and for bosses. Christmas. You always talk about horrible bosses. <laughs> I'll give it any any excuse to bring it up. Horrible. Yeah, you do. You constantly talk about horrible He's the director bosses. of that. You chose this. Is and he? He's also the director of Baywatch, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, I, I haven't seen that. And on telly, he's directed episodes of Community, The American Office, Parks and Recreation, Modern Family. Uh, Quite a resume. Yeah, he's, he's pretty well uh, well done. And documentary-wise, I. Haven't seen any of the other ones, I don't think, but probably worth looking at. This is anything to go by. Yeah. You should check them out. Carry on. Check them out, man. Yeah, carry on. So this is basically a story of a rivalry between a legend gamer. No, I'm not stopping. And a new upstart (laughs) as the battle to become Donkey Kong champion. There you go. Yeah, new upstart. One of the other documentaries, if you haven't seen it, you absolutely should watch it. Um, I don't know why he said he didn't direct it. I don't know why it's uh, it's just just I don't know. It's called Finders Keepers. Have you seen this? Has it got Neil Buchanan in it? it? No, he's a producer of it. It's uh, I'll read you the description of it. Like, I've seen it, it's amazing. The story details John Wood's attempt to recover his mummified leg from Shannon Wisnant after Wisnant found the leg in a grill purchased at a storage unit auction. I have heard about it. Our friend Wardy was telling us about it, and I, I couldn't I couldn't actually find it. I searched for it, but I couldn't find it, because he says it was on Netflix or whatever. Okay, I, I must have it. seen it. 
flashing the pan or something. Anyway, back to the king. Flashing of the pan. Now, are you always talking about pans and uh, stuff as well, aren't you? <laughs> pans and hobs and that. <laughs> don't know what. Don't know what the fuck's wrong with today. Pans, grills, you know. Out you can cook on. Out you can cook with spatulas. <laughs> stuff like right, that. Come on, so King of Kong. You've told yes, you've King said of what Kong. About Billy. I've said what it's about. So the two main players in it are mm-hmm. Billy Mitchell, the established. He's the legend. Or, he's the legend who's had a yes high score on Donkey Kong since the uh-huh. 80s. And then along since comes 82. Steve Weeby. Yes, Steve Weeby. The challenger, the upstart. The, challenger, the, the young upstart who's yes. but a 30-something-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> he is a 30-something-year-old. And he gets laid off from his job and he finds that he has a little bit of time on his hands. So what do you do when you've got a bit of time on your hands? You challenge the Donkey Kong champion, don't you? Mm-hmm. You get a board or whatever in your, in your garage. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You play Donkey Kong forever. Yeah. Have you ever played Donkey Kong, Cliff? Yeah, but uh, not on an arcade game. I must have played it on, no, a, on a NES back in the day. Yeah, I, kind of, I used to have a handheld thing, right? And I think you used to have a, a watch with it or something like that. It was one of the first handheld games I've ever played Oh, shit, yeah, played yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it folded up. Mm-hmm. Ah, it was like a maroon colour on the yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, and they had different ones, didn't they? Donkey Kong was one of them. That yeah. would have been what I played it on. Uh-huh. Can you remember being any good at it? Because it, it, it's I don't like one it. of I the hardest it. games ever, yeah. apparently. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't like it. it. I don't like it because I'm not very good at it. I'll I'll be honest. It's <laughs> one of the, the guys says in this lovely documentary, that's a mischievous ape. That <laughs> is a mischievous ape. It was meant to be yeah. called Monkey Kong, wasn't it? Monkey Kong. I think was it was it? meant to be called so Monkey Donkey Kong. Was, called... Was somebody uh, like just hit typo or something and called it called it Donkey Kong. I'm pretty called sure. It Donkey Kong instead. I'm pretty well, sure. It's the first Mario game, isn't it? It's the first mm-hmm. game that Mario was in, where he's got to save the princess and that. That's a bit of a fact for you. Mm-hmm. It's not about pots and pans, but will you accept that? This barrel. I'm all right with barrels. You're all right with barrels? <laughs> Good. What about fireballs? Well, not as much, but yeah. You don't like fireballs? We'll skip over what, the fireballs. What, they come out of pots mind. and pans? Have you ever Trou- fireballs? Trouble, isn't it? Trouble. It's trouble. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you put the, the, the front hob on. Fireballs <laughs> will happen. <laughs> Everybody knows that. So, uh, yes, a documentary about that, which you would just think, would be shit because it sounds a little bit shit, it's doesn't very it? Very good. It's on. They don't actually tell you like the timelines of this stuff, does it? Or the day or the year? Yeah, I think that's that's one of the issues that I think Billy Mitchell has with this particular documentary, oh, he, among okay. others. <laughs> I would imagine he's got quite the issues with it. Yeah, I can imagine that he would, because this the he claims that it's it's edited out of sync and stuff like that. Okay, made. He's he's been made to look like you know the bad guy, and Steve Weeby's made made to be the sort of good guy and and I stuff think, like uh, that. I don't know if Steve Weeby's a good guy or not, but I've got serious reservations about Billy Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> what are those reservations? First of all, 
he has a wonderful stance when he's talking <laughs> to the ladies, doesn't he? Like, he's got a very high leg. One one leg is quite high. Uh-huh. <laughs> he looks he looks like a lion. He looks looks like he could be in the BG. He's a BG cover band. His hair is it's too straight and thin. He would never make a BG. He's got the teeth. He could pass for and a the Morris. beard. Maybe he could be Morris, but he's no way as a Barry. Go. He's not a Barry Gibb. Well, um, maybe he's not a Barry, his but he could be too in per- there. His beard's too perfect. I'm not a fan of his beard. Also, he's had, uh-huh. this is what I mean about the, the years and stuff, when this takes place, he has the exact same hair and beard for his entire life. Yeah, well, if you, if you look that stylish, why change a thing about you? That's what I see. Apart from when... the, the old clips of him as a teenager when he's just got a moustache. Uh, yeah, there's that. When it was it was just T-shirts instead of USA ties and green Yeah, when, yeah, when he was just in a T-shirt and jeans instead of uh-huh. <laughs> dressed like a sinister salesman, which is four years. Sinister sailor. <laughs> so, yeah... It starts off, I think it, it introduces, obviously, those two characters, doesn't it? Billy Mitchell and, and Steve Weeby. I think it spends Tells a bit you, of time with Billy first, doesn't it? And then he, he, yeah. it builds up his legend. So, yeah, so it, it kind of tells you that he was he's held the, the record for Donkey Kong since 1982 when Life magazine did, like, a, a big uh, article about all these gamers and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and he... He met a guy while he was being interviewed by uh, Life magazine, who's now his, his best mate called Steve Sanders. Steve, Steve Sanders. Sanders, yes, he was pleased, submitted a score, but it was fraudulent. Who's wasn't Steve, it? And which one is he in? I think he's the lawyer fella who's uh, always knocking around. <laughs> Do you know him? You're not, uh, he's not the guy giving him the live updates at the end. No, Brian no. Cook. That's Brian Pugh, yes. We'll talk about him a little bit later. So it, it's it, what happens is they become best friends because Billy Mitchell finds out his little ruse by beating him at mm-hmm. Donkey Kong or whatever, doesn't he? And then he's like his best mate, Andy's lawyer or something. <laughs> gives, him, gives him advice on how to successfully cheat at this game. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that bit. Well, no, and then, he says that at the start, doesn't he? He says, look, he's... I knew he was cheating. He knew those tricks. Uh, um, he knows all those tricks. We decided to let me be the main guy, and he could like guide us and stuff, and he could be the sounding board. So pretty much, yeah. Saying, like, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's saying at the start he's telling us how to cheat, because I don't think, in actual fact, the method that he uses to cheat was invented at the, with that particular time. No, but time. I think he's there's, he's sowing the seeds that he's happy to use the dark arts of gaming. To his advantage. Well, put it this way: my friend Billy Mitchell has one hell of an ego, doesn't he? <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> what was the you were telling me the, the, the bit about why he says that this this uh, issue was a lot like the abortion issue? Oh yeah, I've got a few quotes from him here. Um, uh-huh. He said, it "Doesn't matter what I say; it draws controversy. It's sort of like the abortion issue. Doesn't matter which way you fall, um, you end up." Being a son of a gun. <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> and then he's he's banging on about uh, the Red Baron and stuff like that, isn't he? And uh, these these pilots in World yeah, War II these and analogies stuff like that. go on too long. They're so mixed up. It's mm-hmm. really bad analogies. 
um, there is one bit where he says, I think these guys would like to see us just lose all the time. Maybe I'll try it someday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's the, the type of character that Billy Mitchell is. It's not only that, he, he's, his ego is being fueled, isn't it? By a, a, a whole array of characters that we we'll as well. By a bunch of sycophants. Yes, including Mr. Sanders originally. Originally, yeah. Then there's yes, a whole originally him. There is indeed. One of them is called uh, Brian Q, who you mentioned before. And also the guy who runs the whole show of collating the records of these arcade games, Walter Day, the who's the referee or something. Wonderful Walter Day. Yes, what who dresses a in. lovely man. <laughs> he is a lovely man, him, isn't he? he Although is, yeah. he... he He's a little bit too trusting, would you say? He's a bit too trusting, <laughs> and I think he's easily led by Billy. I think he is. He's meant I to be he the fa- independent founder and gamekeeper <laughs> of these records. Yeah. Yes. If Billy Mitchell goes, you can't let him have that record. I mean, who who's to know he didn't cheat? And he goes, yeah, good point. And then Billy Mitchell goes, however, I've got a massive score, and he's like. Okay, Billy, let me just update this website to see you're the champion. If I was Steve Weeby, to be fair, for a start, that's not how he pronounce his name, but nobody makes any attempt to get it right. Um, it is Weeby, but they keep oh, they saying Weeby, Weeb, don't they? Oh, it's Weeby. Yeah, they, they call keep... him Weeby. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> until they're presented with an award, and then he's like, it's not actually how you pronounce my name. <laughs> <laughs> because... Yeah, he's he's the next the next character, isn't he? Yeah, Steve Weeby, who is the challenger in effect. He's been laid off, and he's decided to try and break the record of Donkey Kong or whatever. Who's that's he's, held by this Billy Mitchell? His family painted a picture of him as being some kind of like genius, like a, an untamable he, genius. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously talented and stuff, isn't he? He's like, because uh, he he's playing the piano and stuff like that. He's obviously I mean, got musical I would say talent. He shows more signs of autism than genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a teacher on that now. So, yeah, you know, and what does he I, teach them about? Science? He teaches them about his high scores and every single clip. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) So it's 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 he's billed as as like this talented guy um, that always seems to fail at the last sort of hurdle or whatever, doesn't he? He's he's been a baseball player, a football player, and just when he's about to reach his goals, he was in the first Seattle uh, sort of grunge band and stuff like that as well. And just when he's he's about to reach his goals, he seems to fall at the last, doesn't he? Yeah. So that's how he's he's been built. Mm-hmm. So he is attempting to get this high score, and he does get the high score, doesn't he? He, he breaks the he record. He breaks it. He's alone in his mm-hmm. garage where he's got a Donkey Kong arcade machine, and yeah. he's been filmed doing it, or he set up a camera while he does it. I don't really know like who's filming all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've got to like, set up a camera and then send it off to but the, but the, the documentary. High like Seth Gordon wasn't filming all of this stuff from the eighties to the two thousands, so somebody's no, been well, filming it over the years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the stuff from the eighties, I think, was like it, it, on the news and stuff like that, wasn't it? So that's how they're getting that type of footage, I think. 
Well, anyway, so I Steve Weeby's film, getting filmed making this score while he's meant to be yes. looking after his, his kids. And his, his, son. his son, you can just hear shouting, his son's he's had a shit and he needs his dad to come and help him wipe his bum, doesn't he? His little boy's bum. Uh, yeah. And he's going, Dad, Dad, come on, I'm finished, I need your help. And he's going, yeah, whatever, son, um, just on 800,000 points here. Uh, I need to get to a million, so can you just hang on? And he's like, what about dad? And he just lets he does get the high score, but he lets his son uh just sit on the toilet with his little dirty bum bum for about he does. an hour he, while he does that. What he also says is bring bring us some toilet paper then. <laughs> what that's that's not a good plan, is it? No. That isn't a good plan. That's that's not how it works no. in the toilet, is it? <laughs> so yeah, that, that was pretty bad. But he, he does break the record or whatever. And he sends his tape off mm-hmm. to these these people at Twin Galaxies because that's uh-huh, what's called. Set up by Walter Day, who looks like yes. he could have been, I don't know, a backing singer for the Beach Boys in the nineteen sixties. Um, you think? Yeah, I think so. He's got a lovely, like, kind of. I'm going to say he's from LA. I don't know. He's got a lovely West Coast way about. I thought he was from Iowa. Uh, Maybe it's just because he wears a black and white stripey top all the time. I think he's in the beach point. <laughs> um, and also he's got a like a deputy, hasn't he, who reviews all of the tips. A guy yes. called Robert Mruchek. What I'll say at this point is <laughs> I thought it was called backpack or something. If if you ever if you see a picture of any of these men, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised that they spend all their days looking at old videos Yo. of people playing Donkey Kong, would you? You certainly wouldn't. It, it's what Hunter S. Thompson would call hired geeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> Billy Mitchell's hired geeks. <laughs> That's exactly what they are, isn't it? <laughs> They're very stereotypical of what you would imagine. Yeah, I know. It's a bit weird. Jane was like, uh, no, don't tell us these guys are the champions. I was like, yeah. <laughs> How can you tell? <laughs> I know exactly. So it is very stereotypical in that sense, isn't it? But they, they're the guys playing the games, aren't they? What, what they're meant to do. Yeah, they're, they've got the records. So Exactly. So, uh, yeah, the, the tape's sent off and that, but they won't accept the tape because he's got to do it live, hasn't he? So you've got to do in it live. We can't accept the tape on this, even though they seem to accept tapes because one of these men, Robert Mutchek, just yes. has a, a, an apartment full of videotapes that people send him saying, hey, have a look at the score of this. He's <laughs> so, got a plethora of videotapes. So does he do, do anything else? Robert Mutchek? What, what else does he do? I don't know. Is, is that it? Is that also. his job? I think that's it. Nobody takes a, play, a paycheck at Twin Galaxies, according to <laughs> oh God, <no> <laughs> Billy <no>. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Billy Mitchell says, oh, well, hang on, nobody's actually, nobody knows who this guy is. Nobody's seen him do it live. Not like me. When I got my record 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that, I've been, that I've been living. I've been living off ever since because he won't <laughs> do it again, will he? He won't play it again. Nah. So he's now, nah, he won't do he's it. just got a hot sauce business and mm-hmm. a bar that sells chicken wings, essentially, with that hot sauce. So that's it's like Breaking Bad, isn't it? He's like that man off Breaking Bad, isn't he? When I you think about it. I don't it. know that stuff. You don't know that? Well, it's very similar. <laughs> <laughs> the man owns a chicken business, fried okay. chicken business. Okay, it's and like it, that, is it? All right. Well, uh-huh. so it's Billy, a cover for the meth. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, well, Billy Mitchell pours scorn on Steve Weeby's posted in score and thinks there's uh-huh. something afoot. So, what happens next 
Steve Weeby wakes up and he realizes there's two of Mitchell's hired geeks rooting around <laughs> in his garage to steal the arcade game. <laughs> so, they can, so they can va- validate the score. Can, yeah, so they can inspect the board that he's playing on the site to see if it's what been doctored. Well, that I've found out what the, the found actually. What they found out is that it's a board that plays, wait for it, Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr., right, mm. at the same time, which isn't allowed. Okay, why? You can't play the both Not games allowed, at the same yeah. time. Because the, the noises on the game or something were from Donkey Kong Jr. rather than Donkey Kong, and that's what they, they actually went there to have a look at. That they okay. thought was a bit odd. So what also, the... we must say that this particular board is being sent by Mr. Awesome, <laughs> I don't who like, is a friend of, of Steve like Weeby. Awesome. No, who also has a bit of a, let's say, a bit of a rivalry with Billy Mitchell. He's threatened his life. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Awesome is called uh, Roy Shit. Roy um, Shit. And he's, he is Billy Mitchell's nemesis. And he won't yes. have anything to do with him. So because Steve Weeby has spoken to Roy Shilt, who has provided this game to him? Yeah, Mitchell is like, there's no way we can accept this because exactly. Shilt is a bad guy. He's um, a bad guy. He's threatened me life, and he's is, done a when video. Does he threaten the life? Like I don't. It's it was it was said by Steve Saunders. Steve Saunders says he's threatened his life, and he also has also done a video, a guide how to deal with girls. He's a pickup awesome. pick artist, isn't he? Like how how these is. kind of guys can essentially sexually assault women. <laughs> and and his uh, his beef is that his missile command score won't be accepted. <laughs> <laughs> That's his main beef. But Weeby doesn't so, know this, right? Weeby doesn't know this no. issue. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know. It. He thinks this guy's just doing it out of the kindness of his heart, buying him a board or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not the case at all. He's got his own little nefarious plans. Very suspicious of Shilt. So yeah, exactly. So Mister Mister Weavy's got a go to a place called Fun Spot, <laughs> yes. which is the best of the spots, isn't it? <laughs> it's, like, it's better than to like beat a shit score. time spot. <laughs> <laughs> time share. <laughs> so um. Billy Mitchell keeps saying, like, well, he's just got to come and do it in person. How can we trust it mm-hmm. if we've never seen him do it in person? So Weeby leaves his kids, travels across the other side of the country to do it in person. And uh, uh-huh. Mitchell refuses to show his face, doesn't he? <laughs> he does refuse to show his face. <laughs> but what he does is sends his hired geeks in to try and put Weeby off. There's a little bit, isn't it? So he does go on his own to one where Mitchell doesn't turn up and he doesn't beat the score. He loses and he goes home again and he's kind of broken. Uh-huh. And his wife's like, fucking hell, man, not only was he away for a week, leaving me to look after the kids on his no salary because he hasn't got a job. He hasn't yeah. even won. And now he's like a shell of a man. He's been bullied by well, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> there's, there's two parts to it. The, the first time he, he goes is to that fun spot place. And he yeah. does actually, I, I think, break the record then. So he, he breaks the record then. The second time is because of what happens at fun spot, doesn't he? So he, he sort of, he goes, he breaks the record and stuff like that, even though 
Brian Q's behind them, sort of trying to put Brian them off. Q and... at this point, what a, <laughs> what a guy this fella is. He's a total, he's the biggest he really, he's of really this guy. He's got so chuffed that he's got like Billy Mitchell. I'm sure Billy Mitchell doesn't want to talk to this guy either, but he's ringing him. Well, he does. He's doing his bidding. He's, he's like <laughs> yeah, but... Renfield of Dracula. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing the, uh, he's basically going, well, why don't you go and uh, try and put him off and all of that? Like you need to keep him informed. <laughs> Stand over happening. his shoulder. So the thing and with he... this uh, Donkey Kong is when you get to the end, there's a kill screen and only yes. a couple of people have ever seen this screen. Essentially, it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Gets slightly harder every time. So when you get past the level, you just get to another level that looks the same, but the barrels and stuff like that will come differently. Where Steve Weeby has mastered this is because he's got some kind of like photographic memory in this analytical brain for puzzles and repetition and equations and stuff. He's memorized that where all of these barrels and fireballs and stuff will fall in every one uh -huh. of these screens. So really then it's up to just these reactions. He knows what's happening. So he's not doing anything by chance. He knows what's coming. So he uh -huh. can get to the end. What happens is because it just goes over and over and over, the only way for it to end is if it essentially it just crashes. So you get yeah, to the last on. board after 99 boards or whatever, and you start one and pretty much straight away, you just die and that's it. You can't do anything and the game's over. So this is what they mm -hmm. call a kill screen. And only a few people have ever got to this Donkey Kong. Yeah, they've never screen. seen it. Yeah. And so the, he's no, getting close in the it. fun spot place, in the fun spot place, they've never, nobody's ever seen a kill screen. Certainly not Brian Q. No. Who, he's, he's touting himself as, as sort of like, Billy Mitchell's second or whatever, he's second to him, even though he's rubbish at it. He's really so shit. It, <laughs> he's doing anything he can to put uh, Steve Weeby off, including going around everybody and saying, there's, this, there's a kill screen coming up if you're interested to every single yeah, person. He keeps place. having these asides to the camera. He, honestly, he could <laughs> not be more chuffed. He's definitely walking around with a fucking semi on because he's, <laughs> he's getting these guys to go and put them off. He's like, yeah. He might be all right, but when there's when there's a audience and the but, pressures, yeah, are, like <laughs> it takes something to be able to withstand that. Anyway, uh -huh. so he goes going around. Everybody's playing on these games. He's whispering in their ears. Possible kill screen coming up at Donkey Kong. Possible kill screen coming up at Donkey Kong. These guys are like, yeah, they're trying to get the fucking high score on Frogger here or whatever it is that they're playing. But anyway, he does get a little crowd. He does get a little crowd. And anyway, he does. We, we he does. does it. He do, he, we does it. And we does all, it. Uh, he's also he's constantly on the phone to Billy Mitchell and, and yeah. he's sort of describing when everything he, that's happening. When he he's in such a panic when he does it and he has to ring him and tell him that he's he's succeeded. He's like he's proper shitting himself having a break this week. <laughs> <Billy Mitchell. laughs> and he tells him Mitchell's furious, uh, but he says it's okay. I've got a plan. You'll ah, see what Billy see. Mitchell's got up his sleeve. And then it cuts yes. to Steve Weeby, and they're like, so well done. He's like, yeah, you know what? I was proper flagging because uh, I've been playing for eight hours or something. That was proper flagging towards the end. But then uh, all these people came up and started watching us, and it gave us a proper buzz. <laughs> I brought the energy back up, and it meant I could concentrate. And I had a, like, I had the adrenaline <laughs> to finish on a high. So like, Q is totally going, no! <laughs> <laughs> that's totally backfired but what happens next with uh, um, well 
what, what's his name? Walter Day gives uh, mm-hmm. Ruby's props and all of that, and all the other Puts guys. Puts his high score like, on the internet, doesn't yeah, he? All the other guys are like kind of begrudgingly. It's weird, isn't it? Because you can see they're fickle now. They're like, oh, so is this the guy that we have to follow now? Then because like obviously Aye. Billy Mitchell's been the king, and they're all under his spell, kind of thing. But uh-huh. clearly, they just want to like the guy who's the best one. So well, you do. see, they're all a bit confused and conflicted. Um, mm-hmm. But then, anyway, Billy Mitchell, his master plan <laughs> comes into play. It certainly does. Billy Mitchell's has sent the Cuba champion, which is a an, an older lady. Um, she's got the high score for Qbert. He sends her on a plane <laughs> with a videotape, doesn't he? It almost like is, he knows that this guy's going to beat his score, or whatever. Yeah. So it, it it almost seems like within five minutes, Steve Weeby's thunder has been taken away from him because this score is played in front of everybody. And wouldn't you know it, Billy Mitchell gets over a million points or whatever, um, the first person to do that. He's uh, refer, it's played in front of everybody. Except Steve Weeby, because he's yeah. basically celebrating his win and giving him his. And while that's uh-huh. happening, Brian Q gets he's again so chuffed that he's got this videotape and he asks everybody mm-hmm. to come and watch it. So they're all gathered around watching this tape and basically gets over a million. And uh, so he's rightfully top again. People listening might remember about 20 minutes ago when we said Steve Weeby's videoed result. <laughs> Was not accepted. It was How, not accepted. However, no. Billy Mitchell's accepted without question. Without question. Walter Day no. goes straight. He's like, I better update this fucking website again. <laughs> no. Even though we get like, you know, milliseconds of, of uh, snapshots of his video, would you accept it, Cliff? <laughs> if ever I needed to show somebody what I meant by a docknet videotape, I would show them. <laughs> A clip of this. Because <laughs> <laughs> on the left-hand side of the screen where the score is, it's just a big wavy line, isn't there? A yeah, big so wavy line. Anybody who remembers like VCR, like VHS videotapes. Uh-huh. You know, if they got a bit frayed or you'd re-record it over the over and over oh, again. Oh, the tracking was off. Yeah, you the remember tracking the tracking was off. Button? Yeah, you've got to fix the tracking. Sometimes mm-hmm. towards the edges of the screen, it would get a bit like wobbly. Or maybe mm-hmm. you might get another uh, image overlaid for a kind of split second or whatever, or the you know the sound would go a bit, and then it would write itself. This happens all the way through this videotape, just over the bit where the score is. So it flashes and it suddenly goes <laughs> just over the bit where the score is. It goes from like he's on a thousand, then it's like a little uh-huh. he's on eight thousand. <laughs> He's on a, he, lo and behold, he's on a million, and he's won. He's on a million, yes, and he's won. So, I mean, it, it's blatant that this is a doctor thing, and Walter Day goes to him, oh, what was wrong with the videotape and stuff like that? He's, and he goes, oh, it was just a copy of a copy, that's what it is. I wouldn't send you the, the original. And they just accept the fact that, you know, he, he's done this, even yeah. though they know for a fact it's doctor, don't they? Yeah, they, they clearly and then, do. And uh, but Weeby says he comes back in, and everybody's now celebrating Billy Mitchell being yeah. back on top. And he's like, uh-huh. "Well, can I watch it then?" So we, what Weeby <laughs> thinks at this point is, "Well, Billy Mitchell's been able to watch all of my tapes to see what I've done." Yeah. However, so why can't I watch? So it, he's though? basically been able to just copy off what I've done to get my score. 
in his opinion, that's how he's got that score because he hasn't seen it. He doesn't know it's clearly doctored. So he goes mm-hmm. to Brian Q. Hey, can I have a look at this? And again, Q, proper chuffy on, is like, nope, one time viewing. You weren't there. You missed it. Ha ha ha. He does. He's so, so chuffed, chuffed with himself, isn't he? <laughs> oh, that guy, man. That guy's just. He's, I think he grinds, he's the worst doesn't he? of all of them. Oh, he definitely is. He's definitely the worst. He's just so slimy. Isn't he? Yeah, he's just like a proper sniveling little weasel to Billy Mitchell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Absolutely shocking. His result is overturned and weeby yeah. yet again. Well, a day's back on the computer updating the scores, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. putting uh, Billy Mitchell's score on the internet instead. And, th- and then after this, the Guinness Book of Records uh, contact Twin Gala season say, Look, we trust you guys. We'll accept, <laughs> what you know, whatever you say. What we've seen in we'll your We'll take work your so scores far. and put them in the books. <laughs> totally flawless work, guys. We accept. <laughs> we don't know enough about computer games. You guys know the thing. So we're going to have world record scores for these games in the next issue of the Guinness World Records. So uh-huh. we'll use your, your scores can be the official ones. And we'll use that, which means yes. Billy Mitchell is going to be in the Guinness Book of Records. Not, not Steve Weeby. Steve Weeby, and that's what prompts him to go on to the next tournament, which is in Billy Mitchell's hometown. Yeah, in Florida. That's it. And that yeah. way, he's, he's trying to break the 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 record to try and get in the Guinness Book of of records, basically. And the good thing is, when he's driving to this particular tournament, he's in he's in the back with his daughter, and he's he's talking to his daughter about going to this tournament and stuff, and what the Guinness uh, you know Book of World Records is. And his daughter goes through, yeah, and, and some people destroy their own lives, won't they, to try and get in there? <laughs> and he's like, there's no one to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, but dad, some, some people destroy their lives trying to get in there. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah, a right. six-year-old kid who's just like brought while, down reason while they, dri- <laughs> while they drive to the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah. Try and do a Donkey Kong score. <laughs> uh-huh. So I mean, what Weeby wants obviously is to go head to head with Billy Mitchell. Yeah, because Billy it's Mitchell ten keeps minutes saying, from his house. Come and take us on. Come and take us on. Yeah. Do it live. Uh-huh. And then we'll see. And he keeps he keeps also saying, you know, you've got to do it live. Do you know what I mean? You cannot rely on <laughs> Even video tapes and stuff. He hasn't played a game live since nineteen eighty two or so. for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> they even ask his wife, "Have you ever seen him yeah, uh, she's play like, no, no, video no. games live? No, never." His mom and dad or something aren't they? Like his mom and dad. He's like, yeah, he'll do anything to get to the top. He's very devious. (laughs) He's very devious. He likes surprising people. He loves and he loves surprising people. Yeah. (laughs) And he does. He does surprise. What do you before we get that? What do you think of the bit with his tie? It's it's I I I don't know. I think it's very weird. I I think he's a very strange man, isn't he? He's really weird. He's, He's talking about lots of people come and ask us. What what my tag name is? What do you think it is? Yeah, and he's fiddling with his tie. T Y E? No. <laughs> it's it's USA. Yeah, that's what it is. Because I've got Puerto Rican friends, and I've got Canadian friends. Yeah, and I always like to keep the United States on top. What does that mean? <laughs> Don't know what he's on about. What does that mean? He talks about it for no reason, and he's got this horrible. USA tie on, he's weird. He's really creepy in that bit because I'm like, what are you even talking yeah. about? Like you're trying to create some kind of mystique. And do you think he voted for Trump? <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think there's any doubt. 
<laughs> that Billy Mitchell's a Trump supporter. <laughs> no, is he? probably a little self-made man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's like, though, isn't he? He is like that. It's, it's like this American ego or whatever. I mean, not just Americans. I mean, you know, they'd be all over the place, but the ego is like off the charts, just like Trump, isn't it? Like you can just say whatever they want, behave how they want, and they'll get away with it type thing. Do you know what I mean? Because Mitchell's like that as well, isn't he? Even though he, he must know that everybody knows he's full of shit. But he, he just keeps goes going with it, and it feeds he his ego. Like, yeah. he won't accept yeah, like it. All, all these minions are feeding his ego. This company, Twin Galaxies, feeding his ego. Everybody's just so does it feeding matter? him. So it's gone to the point that it doesn't matter that he's that he's not actually done this. No? Because doesn't, the whole doesn't matter, world he what that he, wants, he lives in has accepted mm-hmm. that he is this guy and that he's so good. So like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So the, the tournament or whatever, it's in his backyard. Obviously, Weeby goes there to try and get the world record, which, him, which he it? doesn't do. He does call him. He, he calls him out in a wrestling style for a challenge or whatever. Probably the filmmakers have told him to do that, I would imagine. Yeah. But really uh, he's quite shy, isn't he? Like, he's the opposite of... Yeah. He's the opposite he is. He's of quite a humble, a humble guy who just wants... Uh, he just wants something to say that, you know, yeah, I, I have broke that record or whatever, doesn't he? He just wants that one bit of recognition, doesn't mm-hmm. he? And that's what makes that, that bit where he does actually break the record and then he sends the tape. So interesting to watch and fascinating that this poor man's dreams have just been shattered, like within the space of five minutes, by this lying man sending this doctor <laughs> videotape in. It's like fascinating that bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. The best really bit of the film, I think. And it's yeah. just really good. I mean, it's like, it's just about the human condition, isn't it? It doesn't matter what it's about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people will lie. Masters, they could be... exactly, it, exactly. It's it's like you know the, the ice skating and that, where they're, they're you know breaking each other's knees and shit like that, isn't it? It doesn't matter what it is. People will always behave in this lying nefarious way just to to get to the top, won't they? Mm-hmm. Just sad outlook on top. humanity, isn't it? it is. So <laughs> what happens is the Guinness World Records have a look at these tips. I think and go, hang on, lads. Walter, this tape of Billy Mitchell's where he's got this 1.1 million, what about all of this fucking uh, static in that when you can't really tell what's going on? And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. because Twin Galaxies doesn't want to be discredited in the eyes of Guinness World Records, they go, yeah, actually, let us take a look at that, and they just discredit it and give Steve Weeby the record again. Well, they don't. That, that's not what happens. Uh, the, the Billy Mitchell throughout the whole... Uh, the whole documentary still has that record yes. until okay. the so last that's, couple that's of seconds. About, yeah, they're still talking yeah. about it. So the, they, the, they the whole idea, yeah, the, the whole idea of this tournament is so that you can try and then beat that world record, then to get in the book, yeah. you know, in, in the in the Guinness World Record book or whatever. So they're still they know that it's, it's fake and he's doctored it, but they just accept it. Do you so know what I mean? What happens is Weeby goes to this. He doesn't make the record. He's played on it mm-hmm. when Mitchell comes in and Billy Mitchell walks past him with his wife and goes, obviously, there's some people that we want to be steering well clear of as he, as he purposely <laughs> he walks past him. him. <laughs> and it, it, Steve Weeby goes, oh, hello, Billy, or whatever yeah, he's he playing. Says hello. <laughs> uh-huh. And he, he just, like, he's doing the same thing that Brian Q is, like just hanging around and hoping that he's, he's simple yeah. presence, the fact that he's there. 
It'll just intimidate yeah, it's a proper dick move, isn't it? Like, really it's bad, like, eh? It's so anyway... And then they can say what they want, these people, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, about the end and stuff like that. But the you can watch how they're really behaving. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's, it's, Steve, it's despicable. Steve Weeby goes home with his tail between his legs and breaks the uh-huh. record on his own again in the garage, doesn't he? He does, <laughs> because at, at the end of this, this thing, the, the Guinness World Records thing... Walter Day kind of apologizes to him for the, the treatments he's received by all these hired geeks. Yeah. And they'll now they'll now accept his all of his, his videotapes. And he, yeah, and he does break the record. And I sent you a picture of my favorite bit of the thing, mm-hmm. which is at the end, Walter Day and the other guys are like, you know what, Steve, we be we've treated you really bad. That's when he says that's not my name actually. After about yeah. after about twelve years, <laughs> goes, yeah, that's not my name actually. Because yeah, you know what? We're treating you real bad. You're a great guy, a humble player, a real champion, a true champion in every sense of the word. We should have treated mm-hmm. you better. We're really sorry. Like we'll reinstate your scores. You deserve it. You know, like thank you for coming. Thanks for sticking by us. We haven't treated you very well. What what a great guy. Whatever. Then it cuts to. Billy Mitchell and Steve Sanders, That's his right, right yeah. hand man, sitting in a diner, mm-hmm. and the documentary maker's like, "So, Billy, what do you think of uh, of uh, what's happened?" And he's like, "Well, I can't really say much about it." And uh-huh. he was, "What about you, Steve?" And Steve says, "You know what?" Um, and he he like probably double crosses Billy in Billy's eyes. He's like, "Yeah, you he know, what? I've met him. He's he's a great guy." Um, and clearly he's good at this game and he's, he scores should stand. I've seen him do it. He scores uh-huh. should stand. And then go, and he's like proper apologetic. He's like, Billy. And Billy goes, I, I haven't spent enough time in the company of this man. <laughs> but he's, he's sort of complete dad. He, when he's he? talking, he is fucking furious with him for taking <laughs> Because, the, you know, the cracks are short, starting to show. He's, yeah. he's his minions are starting to yeah. turn on him. That's not in the script, is it? That's no. not what they say. And then he says, well, what do you think? Like, what do you think about Steve? He just says, I haven't spent enough time in his company. Yeah. <laughs> this particular man, I think he says. Well, this particular man. I, I don't know enough about <laughs> Don't know. What... But uh, the, the thing is, I mean, because it pretty much, it ends like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the thing is, after, the, because this documentary, obviously, a lot of people have watched it and a lot of people know about it and stuff like that. Afterwards, there was a big sort of investigation in Billy Mitchell and his, uh, his tapes and stuff like that because blatantly doctored. And yeah. since then, all of his tape scores have been wiped off the record, <laughs> right? Because obviously they're fraudulent, they're made up. So yeah. have you ever heard of an emulator? Yes, I have, yeah. So on those things, you've got things called save states where you can save the game. Obviously, that means that you're not playing through all the yeah. time. So if you make a mistake, you can go back to the save state, load it up again, and then keep going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what he was doing. That's why what he was jumping all the time. Exactly. What a bastard. So all of these scores since then have been uh, have been wiped out. But it's all mute anyway, because some other fella's the champion now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, there you it, go. It's just an amazing documentary, and I think what's good about it, it is. is it came out 2007, but since then, what we've got is a world, or a large par- portion of the world, that is obsessed with watching people play video games. 
Yeah. And, and there's millionaires who've made money being YouTubers, playing video games. There's kids around the world what in the millions watch those people playing video games and being good at it and all of that kind of stuff. And in comparison, this is so small time and so like retro and of another era. I just think that it uh-huh. gets, a, it, I think it's got, it's, it's added value, not of any of its own making since it came out because of mm-hmm. the world we live in now. It just has this extra little bit of like comparison, yeah, so. a little bit of context around it. It's so yeah, petty. Right. It's so petty. Like this <laughs> is basically our website that the only people who look at it are the people that play it. Uh-huh. Like, oh, see, you're the best in the world. Like, and everybody, they're so desperate to be on it. Like you said, it, it shows like how people will stoop to lengths to be the best and to win. Uh-huh. Like, the, or the wrong kind of people will do that in in whatever field it is. Like, it, it, it could have been could have been Tiddlywinks or something, couldn't it? You know, probably the same type of stuff's gone on there in the, the world of Tiddlywinks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it is obviously a snapshot of, of arcade games and stuff like that. When you think of, like, someone, some kid, some 17-year-old kids won a million dollars or whatever for playing uh, that game. What, what's that fighting game called? I can't remember. Street Fighter? Street Fighter. No, <laughs> the new one. The new one, man. Oh, what's it called? I didn't know. Well, they do stupid dancing and stuff on it. I don't know what you're talking about, Brad. I know you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, like, it's, the fact is that, you know, competitive gaming or whatever is big, big business now. People yeah, are winning millions. Do you know what I mean? And this is not like that at all, is it? It's it's a snapshot of a an older time where none of that was going on. Why can't I remember the name of that game? It's probably because my son's too old and doesn't play it on it anymore. I think that's where it is. I well, can't remember what it's called. Oh well, oh, well this is an amazing. Oh well, we, we, people should watch good. it. Do you have a quiz for us about it? No, because it's your turn. I said, "Are you quizzing?" And you said, "Yeah." No, you didn't. When did you say that? Well, ages ago, and we said we were doing it. Well, I don't have a no, quiz. You didn't. Do you want us to no, get a quick didn't. quiz? If you want. No preparation. No preparation. Quiz from the websites. Ooh, still fun, can't find one. That fun quiz. That's what it's fun called. Fun quiz. Is it? Is it about computer games? Yeah. Uh. No, it's not. Is it? <laughs> uh, classic arcade games quiz. Let's see. Let's it's see. Multiple Let's choice. Do it. We're just gonna have to go over it. Who is not one of the ghosts in Pac-Man? Blinky, Inky, or Fred? Fred. That's correct. There are four ghosts. Blinky, Blinky, Inky, and Clyde. Clyde, eh? And all move in different ways. What is the joystick control in Defender? Spaceship, alien, asteroid. Spaceship? Correct. Players use a joystick to control a spaceship, used to destroy invading aliens and protecting astronauts on the surface of the planet. What Ooh. cool feature did Galaxian offer that wasn't on Space Invaders? 3D glasses, voice control, or diving ships? 3D glasses. I would have said that as well. No, it's diving ships. It was one of many diving Space Invaders ships. clones introduced in 1979 but it offered one feature not found. Alien ships that could dive down out of formation for a more targeted attack. 
Mm. Okay, what tool can you use to flip all enemies on the screen in Mario Bros? A cherry? What? A mushroom? Or a pow block? Pow. Pow. Yes. Pow. Hitting the pow block will flip all enemies onto their backs, but the block could only be used three times, and then it would disappear. Okay. There you go. Which was of the following was not a threat in Centipede? Cockroaches, spiders, or scorpions? Cockroaches. Correct. To win Centipede, you have to avoid a host of obstacles, including spiders, scorpions, and fleas. Not to mention scorpions and fleas. <laughs> fleas. Not to mention the screen fleas. filled with dangerous mushrooms. <laughs> okay. Fleas. What kind of creature is coily from Qbert? An ape, a spider, or a snake? Snake? Snake. Correct. Wow. Uh, use a life when you run into Coily the snake or cross path with a pair of purple bad guys named Ugg and Rongway. <laughs> <laughs> what classic game featured a ship named Blaster? Is it Space Invaders, Tron, or Tempest? Is Tron Space actually Invaders. a game? No, it's Tempest. 1981 uh, game. Players uh, guide a ship named Blaster down a 3D tunnel while destroying obstacles using a super zapper. I don't, I don't really know. Tempest, I don't, I don't think I've heard of that one before. Um, there's, there's thousands of questions here, mate. You've done quite well. Do you want to quit while you're ahead? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yes, let's, let's quit. I, I still can't remember the name of that game, but there you go. Warcraft. I was even looking for it while answering the questions. No. Nah. Okay. Hold on, ask Lena. Mortal Kombat? It's called Fortnite. Oh, that one, okay. Uh, that, that's what that person won a million dollars. A million on. dollars? Okay. A million dollars. Yes. Yes, good documentary. Well done with the quiz. Well, I thought it was all right. It was a little uh, ad hoc, but there we go. Ad hoc? Ad what hoc, about the yes. music, Brett? Yes, we got music this week from the skydiving penguins. Yes, we dive. <laughs> we dive. Yes, we dive. <laughs> uh, yes, this <laughs> one's called This is Breaking Me Apart. It's a very good one. It is, isn't it? Check I like it this one. Where are these guys from? Um, they're from London, I think, but also from Georgia, I would, I would say. I don't what, know. I the, might have made that up. could be other state. The brainchild of Gia Yashvili. It certainly sounds there you go, Georgian. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, these are good. They've been going a long time, actually. Uh, really good. Glad to have these guys on. So, yes, let's play yeah. it. Um, thanks very much for this. Play it and enjoy. I think you'll enjoy the suggestion for next week or whenever we do it. See you later. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.